Hello, my friends. I hope this finds you well on a wonderful Mother's Day here down under and for everyone around the world. Hope you're enjoying Mother's Day too. A quick shout out to my mum because I was lucky enough I got the best one in the world and I'm sure she'll like to listen to this even if she doesn't listen to the podcast but I'll drill her on it. Today we sat with Nigel and Alana and we discussed a very, very important topic for business owners. Moving from self-awareness to self-improvement. Once we understand this lesson, your business is infinitely scalable, your life is more enjoyable and honestly, you get to take back a little bit of control. Hope you enjoy it. So there's a situation if for those who have ever played poker, I'm someone who would call myself a encourageable poker player. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the game, not just the gambling part of it, but I, I really enjoy to sit down and play poker for hours and hours if I get the time, which at the moment is few and far between. But I want to talk about a situation that is extremely interesting around the psychology of people and where, where I think also where people make it as business owners and where they fail. And I want to talk about a scenario that occurs in poker and it's this. It's you're playing a hand of poker and you know poker and particularly Texas Hold'em No Limit. The game has a, a large element of bluffing in it, which means that whatever your cards are and whatever the scenario on the table, people sort of read into it, what does it feel familiar with? What does it look like everyone has based on the way the cards have been played? So even if you're not a card player, once you start playing this enough, you you realise that the game has a story, every hand has a story and people's actions add to the story or take away. So you get to a point where people who don't play poker look at it and go, oh, how could they have you know, bet that or why did they bet that? And it's because people playing understand the story of the game. And if you don't know the story, you don't know why things are happening. But there's a scenario that occurs where someone is bluffing and they bluff a hand and then you see people who are who are playing and they've got an option. They've got the option to make a move because they know the person's bluffing so they can re-raise and put that person to the test or they can fold because they know they're bluffing but they don't want to take the risk. And so you get this comment a lot which makes me laugh, which was someone bets, they win the hand, they get all the chips and the person they were playing against goes, I knew you were bluffing. And for me this is everything. In that moment is who the person is and how they live their life because there are people that are aware of things happening but they just can't bring themselves to take action for when they see the opportunity and bet on themselves to be right. And this to me is the entrepreneurial story and this is to me the difference between an SME to a big business to people who get opportunities and miss opportunities. It's the self-awareness to know I know exactly what's happening in this situation, I can see it and then they take no action and they watch the situation drift by and they miss their shot. So I want to talk about that with you guys today because you see it in poker every second hand. You see people who take their shots. You see the pros. You can't get a bluff past them. They know what to do in the scenario and they take their shot. But you also see it in business owners. And Lana and Nigel, 
this whole idea of the stages of growth as an entrepreneur is first of all developing this self-awareness of the game you're in going from someone watching the poker game to sitting in the poker game and playing because we're playing with our own money in business and then going to a point of the self-improvement aspect of it, the point in which you are so aware but now you want to take action. And we'll talk about it a bit today because I think this is when people get this and maybe it's just an experience thing, it's a game changer for you in life because you realise it's fun to back yourself. It's also fun to call the bluff. In terms of making the decision to go in or not go in. You betcha. <laughs> it's, um, I've had a few experiences where realising the other people had no idea, were not willing to call the bluff. Yep. It's very empowering in a really unhealthy way. Oh, it's, and, and, and addictive, by the way. You get to a certain point where it's not about calling the bluff because I'm, I'm giving you a poker analogy. Let's, let's bring it back to business before we all want to start gambling. Let's talk about it as a business opportunity. When you see a trend occurring or you see a behavior in someone or you see how you respond to behavior and you keep seeing that behavior but you never take a different action because you've almost hit your capability and people think they're improving because they're more self-aware of a behavior and they repeat that over and over and over again. It's not till they go, wait a minute, maybe I should be taking different action here, that they start to see these rapid advancement. And it's and it's an exciting time. I mean, you know, the word breakthrough wouldn't be um, not used in those scenarios. Those words ascension wouldn't be used in those scenarios. Those words of, you know, they've ta- they've gone to the next level. All those those commentary. And I just think it's such a it's such an important topic for a lot of our, our SME listeners and even, even to be fair, even a lot of the bigger businesses that we deal with, the CEOs probably got to their point of self-awareness and it's not strategy that they need now, it's that it's betting now on having the guts to bet on the trend they see and actually believing they're right. And so I guess, I guess the thing that we need to, to talk about is why don't we move? So why don't we? Why don't people just automatically transition? Why do people who see the play but don't take the play? And it's this whole idea of it's really difficult to break the self-awareness and the repeated behaviour of self-awareness because it's a beautiful, beautiful drug. It's, it's also an easy drug because you don't have to action anything. The amount of people who... Uh, have told me, oh, I was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you've got me. You got me with something. This is going to go in a real direct. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no. That's that's the same business that I was going to do. I had that idea. Mm. Wow. And it, it honestly <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. It's it's quite common with the consulting business. It's quite common with the fundraising business. Yeah. Uh, the amount of times I've heard it about the SaaS, I was going to do that, and it's the gunner that really yep. just makes me smile. And I think I personally used to get quite affronted when people would say, I'm, I was going to do that. Now I just smile and think, yep, yeah, well, I am doing it. So I'll see you in five years time. Yeah, and, absolutely. But I, And I think that is the difference. I think it's the difference where people who take the next step quickly and those that don't is learning this little breakthrough, which is, Learning the breakthrough and also being okay with getting over the emotion that comes with learning the breakthrough because they're two big parts of it. Yeah, so some people get so so much enjoyment out of 
the self-realization, the self-actualization around, oh, that's why I behave in that way in that situation. People do it in relationships. People do it in their business, obviously. And then you've got the people who go, oh, I recognize the behavior here. I wonder if I did this, what the outcome would be this time. And they start to get addicted to taking different steps because the only way that that same lesson could reappear is because you probably haven't taken that next step. And that's the interesting thing is, well, how do you know when you're in it how to take a different step? It's a good question. I would have thought. I don't know if we've got (laughs) the answer to it but it's – I think the answer is quite simple is if you're finding yourself learning the same lesson over and over again in business, you're probably not making many different decisions. But but it's also the ability to see that you're making the same decision again and again. And I think that that is actually the hard part of it because it comes back to ego and the ability to admit admit that you're wrong or admit that you don't know what you're doing. And for a lot of people, it's hard to admit that. And there's a free and element that comes with being able to admit it because that's where you get to the next step. So a lot of what we're talking about is this addiction to the feeling of learning, the addiction yep. to if you're in a you know, a Facebook group where people share their, their their days or their downs, the addiction of getting the high at the end of a down, that's really hard to break to know that just because you feel a high doesn't mean you're moving forward. Yeah, and that's um, that is I think really an important thing to analyse in your own world which is what communities am I part of and what communities are actually fueling my addiction to breakthrough. So I am um, I follow a lot of small business um, uh, groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and things like that and it's not, not just for opportunities for the company but also just you get a feel for you know where people are at and where's the Where's the general feeling of SMEs and, and what they're focused on? But you start to see community members, even in big communities, you can see they've become addicted to the response on social media. So they'll post such a stupid question that it's almost like when Facebook first came out, it was like, do you remember when people used to leave comments like, oh, if only I, if only I could remember that and that would be their status update. And it would be so people would engage, oh, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? And they would leave these open-ended feeling type questions and it became a bit of a meme and a joke at the end. And it's the same with these business groups. People are leaving situations where they're looking for advice or just want to share something and they're looking for all the response and the support. And the people that they're getting response and support for are also the ones making no money. And you can tell they've got tiny businesses, they've got no idea what they're doing and they believe by being involved in this conversation it reconfirms that they're business people because they've got all these people who are actually making no money together reinforcing all these ideas and these awarenesses and all the things that, and it's dangerous because people then become addicted to it and you can see the actual people spending more time wanting to talk to people on the social media channels and in these groups than out there actually doing the business. Because most likely they think it's very boring. To master something is very boring. There's not a lot of um, kudos that comes with staying quiet and actually doing it. And when you master something, you can actually move away from that emotional up and down and you get a huge rush out of doing and progressing. 
you got to become addicted to that, mm. which As is a, your own breakthrough moment. Yeah, and I think that could be really what we're talking about here is you can master what you do and you can master the elements, but to do that you have to move away from the addiction and this addiction of self-improvement, I guess. Uh, sorry, yeah, self-improvement into actual the action behind it. Yeah, and just we'll make this clear. We are not anti-self-improvement. Our whole lives are dedicated to self-improvement, getting better and, and pushing ourselves to see what are our capabilities in scenarios. This is not about self-improvement or having to dumb down that. We, we all need to do that over a lifetime. That is life. It's self-improvement. Self-improvement through action, not self-improvement through feeling. And that's the big differential. That's the big thing that has to be looked at and analysed and worked out. And, and you get the same with people and partners you work with and employees you work with. There are some people who are great at the theory and it's the same type of addiction which is you conceptually understand why the scenario has occurred and then feel because you understand it that you've actually done something. And that is just so you can get to sit at the table. You need to understand the game of poker before you sit down. Now the game begins. It means you actually have to place bets. You need to make moves. You need to try and learn. And this is the same with people who are theory-based people who feel that they're quite intelligent because they can conceptually understand it. But that's not where the money's made and that's not where the business progresses. It's in the, I can now sit at the table, now let me test with live ammo what happens when I do this? You must take that action. This is the whole this is the whole game we're talking about now, which is understanding this conversation hasn't made you any smarter. It's just made you more aware. Taking this conversation, looking at a scenario in your business and saying, I wonder if I did this now, what would be the outcome? And then going from wonder to doing it and then using the real response to then affect that strategy. And this is, it sounds so simple. But how many of us are listening out there now and going, yeah, that sounds really good, Tim. I'll wait till the end of the podcast. Now, I realize we just lost all half of our listeners now because they would have all turned <laughs> off in action. Nigel just rolled his eyes at me. Sorry, <laughs> Nigel. Just, I realize this is not good for your data. But it's important like that, isn't it? All right, I'll give you a little permission. Wait till the end of the podcast and then action because frankly, I don't want to talk to no one. But it is a big step though, that jump, because it's not just conceptual, is it, Lana? There's a lot between that understanding and doing something immediately. And I'm going to say, just to clarify yet again, if you're the CEO of a big company, your just doing is the decision. And this is what I love to watch is that people who say, why is this person paid so much money? Um, they don't implement it or they've got this team of brilliant people around. Hells yeah, they do. But when they make that decision fail or succeed, they don't blame anyone. If you look at people like the CEO of Qantas, for example, paid a lot of money, but every decision has had to be made by him, not by the team around him. They might be giving him the data and the information, but his jump of doing affects millions of lives. And this is a yeah. part of what we're talking about is this idea of doing doesn't have to be an action in terms of go out and do a new skill or send an email. Doing can be the decision to go and the actions that everyone else has to take because of that decision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as soon as you make a decision in a bigger company, it's about 
does is it a decision or have you made a decision but the company's not behaving in any different way and that's a that's a big jump Nigel can I can I throw you under the bus in a way that I want to I want to give you an insight but I don't want you to take this as a wrong thing so I want to set this up properly because I think um, <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 I always yeah. look forward to what comes next after an intro like no, that. No, no, no. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I, I realised that um, we've got an element that's creeping into our company, you and I, Lana and I and, and everyone, which is we were looking at how do we grow this podcast in terms of not that we're in a rush to get anywhere particular but best practice is our thing, which is all right, so what do you do right now? We've, we've, got, a, we've got a body of work now that's on there and it's doing pretty well but – we don't know if we're doing well, we're doing great because we really don't have a benchmark. So we start looking at what's a benchmark, but more importantly, forget the numbers, let's look at best practice. And so Nigel, being Nigel, came back and goes, Tim, the first thing I've done is I've ordered 10 books off Audible. So he's gone and grabbed the best books that have been there and says, let's just scan through all those, I'll read them all and we'll work out if there's anything that we may be missing that we could be doing to enhance um, what we're doing and I'm like okay I mean that's on the surface it's like unbelievable it's exactly what you wanted to as a CEO to see people going I'm not quite sure the answer but I'm going to make sure we're not missing anything so I already feel like happy and then you, you sit back and ask a different question I go well what about and we were, we were watching a particular um, media personality who was breaking down the way that they grew to a million subscribers and we were listening to that and we've had it for a few months and I was sitting back there and I was like, wait a minute. We had this piece of information a month ago. How much of that have we executed yet? And why are we seeking out more information? And it's not that it's not all positive. And this is the thing I want to get to. It's more around on the deeper level, there's something that we don't want to execute because we're fearful of it. It doesn't matter what it is because we understand and this is what Nigel's looking for is he knows the next step but there's a point of wanting to reinforce that the next step's not a mistake so I'll find more evidence mm. where others might go the other way and go, screw it, I'll get the evidence by just doing this and seeing what happens. Both are right but one of them gets you raw data quickly which is what I believe is the thing you need and is worth the most. So it's not a negative thing. It's just a different way of seeing it. And this is all SMEs. Lana, you would see the same, which is clients that come in and they get it but actually don't consistently when they get something then take 10 actions straight away. Because you had a day yesterday where we were having a bit of a discussion at home. You go, I'm going to take 10 actions towards something we want. And suddenly 10 amazing opportunities have come up. Like amazing, like money can't buy opportunities to speak with people, be connected, do this. And it just reinforced us as action cures everything. <laughs> We're overthinking. We're getting a bit smart for our own good. Do you agree, Lana? Uh, yes. And a lot of people I, I know have told me before, but, but you're special. And they've said, but you're special. When you do something, you get good things. Yeah. Well, thank you, one. I am special. Emotional drug addict <laughs> getting that reinforcement. Um, but two, I'm not special. I just do the work and I don't talk about it. So, No, I would say that you are special, not in the way that they mean because <laughs> <laughs> I would say that you're special in that you do more things 
So the likelihood of good things happening to you is increased. Or at least something happening. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. something always happens. Yeah, and so from the uh, efforts that Tim's talking about, yes, I went and did 10 efforts. But prior to that, I did about 50 efforts to get down to 30 good things. And from those 30 good things, I did another 50 efforts. So the 10 efforts are actually part of a bigger picture that's been going on for months. I simply don't communicate it because that's that's not my addiction. I think this is something that I wanted to bring up, which you've just illustrated really well, is that the people that are in that and we, I played both parts yep. <laughs> in this story here. The initial stages in moving from self-awareness to self-action are very much about their public facing, uh, using the gym analogy back when you first go, I'm going to go on a diet or I'm going to go on exercise. People will post on Facebook, they'll tell their friends and people will get um, validation externally. When you're moving to mastery, that validation... When you're moving to mastery, sorry, uh, that validation switches from an external validation. You don't need to be externally validated. It's your own opinion and your own journey that matters at that point. And that's where you see people like you. You don't care what anyone thinks and you don't need someone else to tell you you're doing a good job because you're aware of when you're doing a good job and when you're not. But, uh, you know, I'm going to call us on that. And this is the bit I want to call us on is you did a good job yesterday and you've done, you do a good job all the time for what it is. Um, we all do the very best we can. And this is the tough bit about awareness is Lana's in her own community where people respect her. So that's dangerous now because if she believes her own bullshit, she'll get to a point where we're all reinforcing it here. It's not about not encouraging people. It's about being around people enough to challenge ourselves to go, that's fine. This is how I can operate. But what if I could, what would be the next level? What does it look like? Because you get the awareness at that level that Lana's a great performer. Nigel, you're a great performer. I'm a, as great performer as I can be. But the question has to be, but what actions could I change right now to change the game? Because if you're sitting now listening to this, are you where you want to be? And are you accelerating at that road fast enough? And the, the problem is you don't know because it's not a measurable thing because it's a unique road we're all taking and it's not about being depressed about where you are at what age and all that shit, but it's talking about that. A good pointer in that conversation um, because we've had these across multiple forums yep. um, is if someone, if you're listening to this conversation and you're the bits that you're agreeing with, they're not the bits you need to listen to. No. They're, it, they're the bits you've already done. It's the bit that you go, no, nah, Tim, you're wrong. That's the next step. It, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's why when you get to you're, you're around ultra successful people, they love to hear other people's opinions because they're already so they're, – they're so um, confident in what they know that they want to be able to run someone else's filter through their ideas. Yeah. It's that whole thing of it's not knowing where they're right anymore because they've got that level of self-awareness. It's understanding if they've bought into their own bullshit and working out where am I, where do I think I'm right but I'm actually wrong. Yeah. And that, that's a different level of operation as you progress in your business is you're going to get so many people around you that will think you're great. But what you want to work out is who are the people that challenge you on your thinking to make sure when you are seeing something some way that you're making sure you're not wrong. 
And I had a really exciting moment personally, we'll say it was about three weeks ago, when Tim, myself and Jeremy, who we are running the fund, for the first time as we were pitching this fund, I got such a rush because it was something new for me. If you put me in front of digital, no worries. I I can sell you, I can educate you, I can up, down, left, right, no issues. Even same with business. For small business, I can tell you good, bad, I give you KPIs, return on investment, I can talk that talk. But to be able to get in front of new people who don't know me, a different level, if we're being quite honest, in terms of they're very wealthy and their job is to invest in businesses that work. And people. And people. It was such a rush to know I had to be better. It was such a rush to know that for the next six to, well, six months, six years of my life, it's going to be about learning something new, mastering it, being wrong multiple times a day and getting this feedback from these people that even if I don't know them, I highly respect them because they're doing what I want to be doing. Me, maybe four or five years ago, would have found this really, really confronting. Yeah. Because the self-awareness that I'm not good enough, and that's the reality in this new game, the self-awareness of I'm not good enough would have hit as opposed to the self-awareness that I get to self-improve through action and learning was so fun. Yeah, and that's the performance side of, you know, obviously what we're all about, but also that's where you really start enjoying your days and weeks and the thing you're building because it's not about – what did I win or what did I lose? It's around where am I becoming better? Where am I really becoming a great performer in different scenarios? And you can you can see that with people because you see the people who start to become around you. You see the people that you outgrow. You see the people that bring you opportunities versus those that don't even know how to bring you an opportunity because you just there's it just happens. You 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 start to the world shifts around you, and you know some people call that manifestation. I call that hard work, but. <laughs> It's important to understand this if you're in an SME or you're growing a company. Even if you're ready to take the next step, if you're doing 50 million, you need to get to 200, there's going to be a level of this that you need to calibrate in your mind. And the plot twist around all of it is that if you can move away from the emotions and move into the action, your life is going to become so much easier. Yeah. It's the only way to grow it. Yeah, because we're all still – don't get me wrong. For those of you who are out there going, listen, you guys sound like robots, I promise you we still get our dose of emotional addiction. We're still emotional drug addicts. It takes more to trigger and and we look for things that really give us a good hit. And I'm sorry for anyone who's recovering from an addiction. I'm just it's but it's the perfect analogy of how we feel. I don't want to underplay that because I know there's a lot of people who, you know, battle hard through these things, but it's the same in business. We are – so addicted to a feeling that we then try and find or when we can't find it, we try and create it. And that's the problem. If we haven't resolved it, we may try and find the wrong type of addiction and keep sabotaging our business. Yeah. And once you actually have something, doesn't mean you have it forever. You have it for the period of time that you're concentrating on it and then you can forget it or there's a new set of circumstances that come up which challenge the same area again in a different way. And all of a sudden you're back to the beginning again. And just as a point of clarification as well, like talking about that robot thing, anyone listening to this, 
you guys and what we're talking about here is solely in the area of business. So (laughs) where you might have your business persona down, you might know all the rules and how to do it, but your home life might be a complete mess or your don't know how to make friends. There are so many different areas in that. So if you are looking for emotional addiction, go look for it somewhere else. Make this part as easy as possible. Well, that's absolutely right. And it's it's this self-awareness that we want to lead to self-improvement. I guess that's the theme that we want to capture in all of this is awareness is a wonderful journey when you're at that point where you're new to it, you're learning, and it's so fun. It's so damn fun because you just realise – you know, it's not just who you are. The world opens up. When you understand yourself, the world becomes a bigger place because you can see the possibility. You just become, if you can imagine when you start, you think you're a visionary and then you get a really good idea and you go, whoa, I didn't even, if I look at myself when I thought I was the smartest guy in the world, you know, when we're 17, 18 years old and we're, you know, we, we've got our feathers up and we're, we're, we're taking on the world. And then you realize how little you know and you're humbled by it and then you can start to really have some really good ideas with what you can do business and personal wise. And I think that's the key to all of this is when you are able to get that emotional awareness and turn it into improvement, you become calmer because you actually – I don't think it's a, a thing you try and do. I think you calm down because you see the world in a different way you want to see in the calmness. Others think, well, you operate at such a high level, but inside you just feel like you're walking in slow motion. It's that that final scene in The Matrix. I, honestly, that's why I think it's such a great film when he, he just stops seeing people. He just sees the, the green line of code coming down and he just sees it how it is. And I think once you get that level of experience, self-awareness and know how to channel it and how to turn it into improvement, everything slows down what you used to take your whole being to do you can do one-handed and that's where the exciting bit I, frankly we're not there yet but we get glimpses of it now where it's humbling to realize oh this is what it's actually about and for anyone who's listening thinking what how do i know how do i know where i'm at a few uh, flags that i like to use myself and those around me is one if you use something as a badge of honor if you say um oh, well, that's just how I react. That's a really big flag to know if that's just how you react, does that reaction serve you? That's just them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing if it does not serve you. Yep. The other thing to look for is if you have issues not being the smartest person in the room, if you always have to know everything and I'm going to say this Tim has an answer for everything because that's how his brain works as my mother would frame it a bloody know-it-all a bloody know-it-all <laughs> but we'll see if she actually listens to the podcast because <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll get a text in the next uh, few hours <laughs> um, but that's also the Katiris family they, by the way sorry happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day. it is Mother's Day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um, uh, but yes that's the Katiris family is they they know a lot for Tim, however, and why it is a skill set is he will happily be the dumbest person in the room. He will take all the information in and he will calibrate it to what he thought he knew or what he knows and change his thinking. If you're not okay to do that, if when someone tells you you're wrong, 
you get into an argument or you have a little bit of a hissy fit about my way is the right way. Again, this is that self-awareness that we need to grow. It's not saying that they're right, you're wrong. That's not what it's about. It's they have an opinion, so do you. How do you work from opinion into fact? Yeah. And just as a way of personalising that, uh, a lot of the jobs that I've done have been in the creative space and I would put myself firmly into that camp previously and because and a lot of creatives if you're listening to this you will feel that as soon as somebody has a better way or a different way of viewing a creative output for you for me personally that immediate gut reaction was no you're wrong because of ayz i don't know why i went from yeah. a to y and z <laughs> yeah. you're a creative it's, it's fine <laughs> creative kooky <laughs> or it's a stroke one or the other <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but that was a non-serving thing for me the awareness of it is an important step in going through and that awareness lasted a lot longer ago i know i always have a pushback reaction to it nothing improved until i went okay i'm not going to get from i know i have this reaction to having no reaction to it so how do i have my reaction how do i minimize it and how do i take on that lesson because any other time coming out of those conversations i'd get an hour away from it and go oh they had good points and yes, I am looking firmly at you, Tim, because <laughs> we've had some miscommunications along that thing. And from both ends, we'll come back at the other end and go, oh, no, actually, I get what you were saying now. It just didn't hit in the right way. Yeah. So there's a maturity there around from everyone as well as that's the point is what are we trying to get to at the end of the day, which is a better result yeah. in whatever it is, interaction, yeah. in, in a, a business, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we're trying to improve the result. But I think a lot of people use it. I can't go from understanding what my reaction is to the perfect reaction. So I'm just going to keep identifying my reaction where you go, well, no, if it takes you a half an hour to get over something, try and get over it in 25 minutes. Then the next yeah. day or whatever it is, just try and pare down that emotion because as we always say, we are emotional beings. And, and this is where the real crux of it finally kicks in. When you feel that you've finally got it, Back to the bloody start because <laughs> your ego's just taken over and you even think now that you've evolved and that is time to recheck everything. And that's what we're saying now is we're only aware of it and we're making actions but you never get it. You just I work out whether you want to keep evolving. I would suggest anybody listening to this that wants to learn what they need to learn Start a podcast <laughs> and then listen to it on a month delay because in this space at any time that we speak about something, I go, okay, when's that going to come up or what have we missed or what's the next time? We, how do we have to relearn this? Yep. And you see anytime anyone's educating someone, that's the thing that I personally most need to learn whenever I'm holding court for somebody else. Yeah, and if you don't want to do a podcast, feel free to sponsor a particular one. All right. <laughs> 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 Guys, um, really interesting topic for us because it's a it's a lifelong journey that we're all going through, obviously. But this whole idea of the awareness and finding the things that really trigger you, the things that really upset you, is generally going to be the place where you can make the most improvement quickly. And I think if we keep asking ourselves that question, how do I move from self-awareness to self-improvement, we're going to find – building a business and 
getting the things you want in life, a much more at least enjoyable process rather than fighting against the things that will eventually give you the most satisfaction. So Lana, Nigel, wonderful to chat to you and um, we'll do it all again tomorrow. See ya. Bye.